God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Praise the Lord. In one minute, bow your head and ask the Lord to speak to you in this study. Ask the Lord to minister to you. We give you praise. We thank you for opportunity once more to come. We await your visitation, the touch of your spirit by your word and from your word. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that your word shine forth like light in our heart today. Let every darkness depart. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to kick start an interactive Bible study using this discipleship manual, Living as Jesus Lived. Practical discipleship lessons on becoming like Jesus and fulfilling divine purpose. We have been mandated that we should start using that in all our discipleship families since uh, November last year. And most of our discipleship families across the nation has already started using that in the weekly discipleship class. So, um, for us, we are starting today. So, we'll be looking at the introductory aspect of the study. It's going to be a long one. If you don't have a copy of the manual, you may need to have a copy because in as much as um, I will be teaching and explaining from here, we'll like it to be interactive in the sense that if anyone has a question, he can raise up his hand and ask. Or someone may have a contribution to make in the course of the study. Be able to take that together. So, uh, I will be looking at the introductory aspect of the manual today. Um, from there, we'll be able to look at the whole picture of what we are about to study, living as Jesus lived. So let me read from the introduction that was captured 
in the first uh, page of first few pages of the manual. This book is a discipleship manual that contains series of Bible study outlines that are focused on becoming like Jesus Christ and fulfilling divine purpose. The burden behind the Bible study outlines presented in this discipleship manual is a derivative of the burden we have borne before the Lord for years for the revival of his church. Being an aid to Bible study, its goal is to guide us on a systematic study of the life of Jesus so that we can conform to that under the theme or the title Living as Jesus Lives. The goal, please pay attention to this, of every genuine discipleship work, labors, is for the disciples that are being raised through that labor to conform to the image of Jesus Christ in every way. Living as Jesus lived, becoming like Jesus, that it is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. That's Galatians 2.20. The call to be a Christian is the call to live as Jesus lived. Let's read 1 John chapter 2 verse 6. 1 John chapter 2 verse 6. Yes. He who says he abides in Christ ought to walk just as he walked. Can we hear that from other versions of the Bible? Maybe NIV, good news. What version are you reading, brother? New International Version. Can you read it again? Uh. Whosoever claims to be in Christ must. What's the meaning of must? Uh? Must. It's not optional. Is compulsory that that person must live as Jesus lived. Whosoever claims to be in Christ, how many of us are in Christ Jesus? Can I see your hand up? I'm saying if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away, all things have become new. Whosoever claims to be in Christ, to be a believer, to be a child of God, to be born again. He said, that person must live his life as Jesus lived. That person must pray as Jesus prays. That person must know God 
in the same capacity as Jesus knows. So that's what we are going to be focusing ourselves. How do we walk as we walk? For this to be achieved, the self-life of the believer must be uprooted and crushed. Self is one thing that has hindered believers from becoming like Jesus and fulfilling their life purposes in Christ. Until self is properly dealt with in the life of any man, it will not be used, it will not be of any serious use to God. The subject of self is very deep and recurrent and if it is not given a major attention it will destroy whatsoever a man is doing or building in the name of serving God. A deep insight into the study of self has shown that it is a great enemy to the spiritual progress of anyone. It is subtle and complicated that it will take the Holy Spirit to unveil the dangers of condoning it. That's the much I can take from the introduction from the manual today. So let's try to digest these few lines we have read. Turn your Bibles to the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 19. Okay, we can start reading from verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. But if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations. Rot, strife, sedition, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revealing, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I would like us to read a few other scriptures as we bring them together for understanding. Let's move to chapter 2 of the same Galatians, verse 20. Chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. We are going to be reading from verse 9. Luke 18 from verse 9. Are you there? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee, please look, look at the Bible as I read. Ensure that you are following. Verse 11. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Please look up. The flesh or self, both of them are the same, is referring to the natural man, all that you are, all that we are outside Christ. The person you are born to be, the peculiar personality of you. Everything that you are and you have represented before you say, Jesus, come into my life can be captured as self. But even when you say, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior, and he came into your life and your spirit was regenerated by the Holy Spirit, became born again, there is a work to do. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 verse 23, If any one of you want to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, the Bible says the works of the flesh are manifest. And when you look at the list, the first thing I want you to observe from that list is that the list was not concluded. He didn't say, this is the end. Rather, when he finished listing the much he could, he said, and such like. That is to say, even if the one that is in your life was not mentioned there, you, you should check similar works to know whether similar things are being worked out by the flesh in you. 
The life of the Pharisees, Jesus described it so well in, in various parts of the scripture. This is one of it. He said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, for you outwardly appear righteous. Outwardly appear righteous. When people look at you outwardly, they will conclude that you are what? You are righteous. But within you, you are full of hypocrisy and what? Iniquity. That is one of the descriptions of the life of the Pharisees. So when Jesus was talking to the disciples in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 20 he said, Matthew 5, 20, he said to the disciples, your own righteousness must be greater than the righteousness of the Pharisees. So what is he talking about? The righteousness of the Pharisees is the outward righteousness. When you look at a person, everything you are seeing about the person is righteous. But inside, within, if the person comes out, talk to you, you know, you will think that he is righteous. But outside the eyes of men that are looking, the same person is what? Is a hypocrite. Is full of iniquity. Is full of hypocrisy. And so when you look at the life of this Pharisee now, who is looking at the publican, he has problem in his life too. But his concern is not seeing it. He's only doing comparison. Please pay attention. You know, the matter of self is that Somebody who is carrying self, somebody whose self is very much alive and active in him, in her, is looking at another person who seems to be manifesting self in a bigger way. So let me use the word bigger way. And is feeling justified. So let me say, there is no self that is better than other. There is no better self. The same self that is making a harlot to commit fornication. So when you hear that this person committed fornication with 20 persons, say, hey, fornication with 20 persons, he has done abortion three times, five times. Oh, abortion three times, five times. And you, are you following me? You, the last time you went to the port to collect food, you are aware that the food is for five persons. Are you following me? You are speaking in tongues. You are not committing adultery. You are not committing fornication. But you went to the port to collect food. And the food is for five persons, of which you are one of them. And you, look, you, are, happy, you are lucky to be, let me say, fortunate to be the first person to go to the port. Then... Something asks you within you to collect a portion for two people. 
It's obvious that the food will not be enough for the five persons. So you just feel, ah, thank God I'm the first to come here. Then you finish two persons portion and you are, you eat the meat and put, two, you know, to pick. And I really like this, you know, speaking in tongues and appreciating God for such a wonderful provision. And then other people now arrived and they are lo looking at the little that is remaining and they were like, ah, this one is not even going to get anywhere. Now, what is it that is produ that produce this? What do we call it? Is it greed or what? What is it that produced it in this tongue-talking believer? The same self that is producing adultery in a harlot, and you are looking at the person, is the same self that is producing this greed. This lack of consideration for others inside of you. And it means you are not yet realizing that you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Something is still telling you that you are a child of God. After all, I am not like others. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me use, you know, normally we should make effort to come to a meeting like this on time. Isn't it? Isn't it? Now, Assuming that you came, the meeting starts by 4 p.m. Prayer starts by 3.30 and by 4 p.m. the hymn is sung and other things are began. Now, and then you came by five minutes after four. And then you have started, the hymn has started, the meeting has started. And then... Let me ask, the person that came five minutes after four, did he come late or did he come on time? He came late. If we use four as the starting time, he came late. Then, as the meeting was going on, then when it is getting to five minutes to six, when we are now saying, we are here, you see three people coming for the meeting. When you see them entering and joining hands and singing, we are here, what is it that your mind is saying to you? Ah, only God was serious. Can you imagine the time is coming for? Something inside of you will be saying that this person is not serious. Ah! Coming to the meeting five minutes to the end. Now, you that is judging, I hope you know you are judging now. Are you aware that you are judging now? You have looked at the person. In fact, sometimes when such a person is coming to greet you, uh, okay, uh, you go. <laughs> there is a way you are you are greeting the person, and sometimes you will not be able to even condone it. But why? Why are you unserious? Look at the time you, you are coming for. You will not even hold yourself again, forgetting that you came five minutes late. A late comma is what a late comma. Whether it is one minute late or two, one hour, 55 minutes late. That is the way this thing are. And as long as you have self manifesting and working in you, you have no jurisdiction to pass judgment on another person, whether believer or unbeliever, and think that that person is not doing well. Because you are not doing well in some area. The same self is still producing hatred. In you. Okay, when we are reading the works of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5, you know it listed witchcraft. 
Do you see witchcraft there? So sometimes you see people, when we say in some places where they pray, fall and die for their enemy. Have you had such prayers before? Or rather, have you prayed it before? Now, maybe you have attended meeting where they pray, all my enemies will die, and they say, suffer not a wish to live. Have you suffer not a wish to live? The Bible says you should suffer not a wish to live. And that wish in my compound, that wish in my village, what are you waiting for? You must die now. And then, let me ask, from what we read, what is it that is producing witchcraft? Flesh. You that is, you know, looking at a witch, that a witch is a bad person. Did you see hatred as one of the work of the flesh? Did you see hatred? What is hatred? There are, there are, hatred is you don't like somebody, isn't it? Now, there are two kinds of hatred based on reason for it. One is you hate somebody because of what the person did or what the person is doing. Are you getting me? You just, this person, I don't like, I don't like him. Why? Why don't you like him? Why don't you like her? He's always insulting somebody. He's always, he's not, he's not respectful. He's not doing well. So, you don't like him because of what he's doing. But have you noticed that there is a hatred that the person has not done anything? It's just that your own self doesn't like his face. He has not done anything. He has not said anything. You just see him, look at him, and hate him. Am I saying the truth? Now, you are looking at a witchcraft. A witch, a, 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 a wizard. And you are saying, this witch must die. The Bible says, the same flesh, the same flesh that is working out witchcraft in that woman, in that man, is the same flesh that is producing hatred in you. And he say, I tell you, as I've told you before, that those who do such things will never inherit the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes you think that what it takes to miss heaven is when you now fall into fornication. Then you, you are going to miss heaven. Of course, you will miss heaven. But when you are, you have hatred. When you are still telling lies, what is it that is making you to tell lies? The same flesh. The problem we have today in the church, in the body of Christ, is that people are hearing wonderful messages. Powerful messages on faith. Eh? The, 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 the four dimensions of faith. Faith for exploit. Faith for divine health. Faith for prosperity. All kinds of the power of faith. And then you talk about holiness. You talk about sanctification. You talk about all kinds of messages. Powerful messages. But some, most times, both the preachers and the people that are hearing the messages are still being controlled by, by flesh, by self. That was why Jesus said, let, let's turn to that scripture. That scripture is going to be an anchor scripture throughout the study. 
Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Luke 9 verse 23. If you are there, let's read together. Okay, want to go. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. A Christian, a true Christian is one who have denied himself. I wanted to describe the righteousness of the Pharisee and the righteousness of Christ. In that Matthew chapter 5 from verse 20, Jesus said that your righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the Pharisee if you are going to inherit the kingdom of God. And then he now began to list them one after the other. He said, you heard that it was told them of old. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not murder. Do you remember? It's number six commandments. He now said, but I say to you now, that if you get angry with your brother, you are going to hell. Thank you, sir. The media man. Let's read it together. I want to go. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be what? In the danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Waka shall be in danger of cancer. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Shall be in danger of hellfire. Now, do you know why Jesus is saying, For them, thou shalt not murder. For you, thou shalt not be angry. The reason is because nobody ever kills without getting angry. Am I correct? Before somebody will go and make sham, put poison in, in, for somebody to die, he must have become very angry with that person. Two of us. Every killing, every murder is coming from anger. Think about Cain. Do you remember how Cain killed Abel? Do you remember? He was angry. It's not even because Abel did anything bad to him. It's just because of envy. He was envious. So self advised Cain. Told him, oh yeah. And you know, his own was so subtle that Abel didn't even know that he was angry with him. Just to show you what anger can, can be. There are people that when they get angry, they will express it and you will know. But there are people that when they get angry, they will not express it. They will just... You, you, don't, you don't even know that they are angry. Ken is one of them. If Abel has known that he's angry, will he follow him? No. Esau was angry and Jacob discovered that Esau was angry and he picked a race. Do you remember? Because Esau was able to express his anger. But Ken was a dangerous person. Some of us here, you know, self is, is we say it's very deep. Some of us here, your own self is that kind that once you get angry, nobody will know. But the anger is there. So the righteousness of the Pharisee is, you know, I am not going to murder. 
When you look at me, am I murdering? Am I killing anybody? But Jesus said, you are not killing, but what makes people to murder is in you. The same self that produces murder is producing anger. We are in you. He talked about adultery, fornication. He said, you heard that they told them of old, thou shall not commit adultery. That one is outward. Anybody who commits, you see. But I say to you now, whosoever looketh on a woman and lost after her has what? Jesus is saying that there is no fornication without lust. There is no adultery without lust. And lust is not visible. If somebody is lusting after another, is he visible? He's inside. So look at the Pharisee. He will come angry. Nobody knows. He will come lusting. Nobody knows. When you say, let us pray. Father, please have your way today. Touch my life. Have, have your way. You know. But he is lusting. There is a heavy loss in him. Nobody knows. The one that people are seeing, the outward one, is the one that the publican, the tax collector is committing. But the Pharisee, he said, out, you make the outward of the cup to be what? Clean. But inside, within, inside, what we see on the out, what people see is a, a brother, a brother, a sister. But within, inside, this is not a brother. This is not a sister. Everything outside is looking clean. Until you get inside. And you see that there is heavy dirtiness within. Please pay attention. If you get to somebody's house, you get to somebody's house, and you notice that as you knock and basically say, Yes, enter, come in, and then as you are entering, you notice that the parlor is very dirty, everything was scattered, there are cloths everywhere that are dirty, and you feel bad. Ah, this place is not arranged. It's, you can even start. If it is your, let's say you, your, your relation's house. Let's say your sister's house. Eh? Let me use you as an example. You can start telling the children, why is, why are you keeping this palodetti and all of that, you know? Now, but you know that in your own house, though the parlor is clean, but there is a room inside that is not what? Are you getting what I'm saying? You, it, it, something is telling you that nobody is what? Coming here. The one that people are seeing is what? You are not getting me now. The one that people are seeing is the parlor. So you see yourself trying to make the parlor to be clean. So that when somebody enters here, he will know that this place is a clean place. But inside, inside, Something is telling you. What is that? The name of that thing that is telling you 
that you should not bother about inside. And then when you look at Palo, you see yourself say, Hey, can I have such a Palo? Why are you concerned about Palo? You are not talking, no. You are, you are just keeping quiet as if you don't understand this language I'm speaking. I'm just trying to use that as an example for you to see the exact thing we do in the practical life. In the practical life. When you come to your disciple, to your leader, to your pastor, you are presenting, you know, the good part. Some time ago, after preaching a message on the dangers of sexual immorality in a meeting, several of them were coming for counseling, you know, after that. One of them that came was an assistant pastor of his church. Assistant pastor. And this young man said to me that he has tried his best to overcome fornication. But after all his trying, he will still went back and commit fornication. Then I asked him, have you told your senior pastor? He said, no. I said, you need to know about it. He said, no. Why, why is it that he doesn't want his senior pastor to know about it? Are you following me? And you see, one thing about a sin that is covered, anytime you commit sin and you cover it, first of all, what is advising you to cover the sin, what is the name of that thing? Self. He's telling you, uh, don't, don't o- open it, just cover it. You know, because if you just say it now, it looks as if you are so bad like that. There are people that are uh, worse, you know, so why can you just open yourself up and disgrace yourself disgrace what and people will start looking down on you yourself so there is this thing called self respect we, we try to respect self and everything that we honor and you know exalt self we are interested in it Anything that will make people to say you are a wonderful brother, you are a wonderful sister, we are interested in that. Anything that will make people to look down on you and despise you, you know, you don't want the Pharisee despise others. But he is exalting himself, he is feeling that he is somebody. The Pharisee is still living in anger, but he is condemning a murderer. The Pharisee is still watching pornography. How many of you have seen somebody who want to watch pornography? I say, please, brethren, please, I want to watch pornography. Can you come and, you know? All the people that I have seen that watch pornography, that commit masturbation and all of that, they do that in secret. Sometimes, sometimes, this self is something serious. You will notice that somebody will be watching pornography. And then, somebody entered into the place. What does he do? Very quickly. You just find a way of um, changing the... You know. Jesus said, number one, before we talk about being useful in the hand of God, number one, 
anybody who is still being controlled by the flesh we have no inheritance in the kingdom of God so if you are still struggling with anger struggling with lies struggling with lust what is the producer of these things in you the flesh and until this flesh is denied until there is a death of it the life of Jesus will not comfort and if the life of Christ did not comfort you are not a Christian and cannot be a Christian There is an Igbo language that is common in our mouth. Have you heard that before? Can you think about it? Megan. When I came there, I noticed that they were, they were there's a way they are insulting people there. So I decided, come Megan. I just went somewhere because you know sometimes you see people they are conscious of not being insulted and that is why they separate themselves because they want to do what adore themselves Jesus said if any one of you want to come after me let him do what deny himself deny himself you have no moral right justification to look at another person whether believer or unbeliever and say that this person is not serious and say that this person is uh, when the same self that is producing that thing in that person is still at work in you Amen. Now, I want us to go back to that Galatian chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. From verse 19. He said, Now, the works of the flesh are what? And manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Now look at that idolatry. What is idolatry? There are two definitions of idolatry. One is everything that a man as loved and gives more attention to than God. You remember Jesus said you, 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 you cannot serve God and money because you will love one and despise the other. Do you remember? Do you remember? Over the weekend we started from Thursday evening and we had um, is a we call it National Delegate Conference. All the discipleship family fathers 
and their secretaries and assistants across the nation came to Enugu for a conference. Now, you know, when we are looking at the word idolatry, we notice that there is a question that came up. You are working in a place from Monday to Friday and then maybe 8 to 4 or 5 or 6 and you try to go to work and they are paying you let's say 200,000. Then I, the, the challenge came like this. You are trying to meet the target to do your best to ensure that everything they ask you to do Assuming that they say there's a marketer in the bank, if you don't get up to this target, you will not have your salary. What do they do? What do they do? So we even go and borrow. Let it be that they made the target and get their salary and pay back. The, you know, they do all sorts of things to meet target. And they say, okay, they are paying you two hundred thousand naira there. Now we are going to be paying you two fifty thousand as a discipleship family father every month. And the target is that you should make at least 20 disciples in the month. And I asked, will you, if you don't make 20 disciples in the month, you will lose the salary for that month. Will you be able to meet with that target? Are you following me? You will notice that because there is money attached to this work now, you will see the person taking it what? Very serious. Many, many people that are speaking in tongues, many, many people that are, you know, claiming to be born again believers, they are worshipping money. How do we know? When it comes to the things that gives them money, they give more attention. Some of you, let me ask a question. If you know that you are doing your quiet time every day, reading your Bible, praying, writing down the lessons every day, can you raise your hand? You are consistent with it. Just raise your hand. Let's see the number, okay? Look around, you are free. Don't be feel too guilty to look around. Uh-huh. Now, you can see that the people that are not consistent are in the minority. If there is a reward for quiet time, that every week from Monday to Sunday, that you do your quiet time well, in fact, not even Monday to Sunday, the thing should be daily. Any time that you did your quiet time well, any day you wake up in the morning, pray, study the Bible, meditate, write your lesson, the moment you finish, the evidence that you have done your quiet time well, the evidence is alert. Ba, ba, 50,000. If you didn't get the alert, just know that you didn't do it well. What will you notice about our attitude towards quiet time? You are not talking to me. I will, I will close this meeting now and go. <laughs> Your attitude will change. 
when you wake up in the morning and somebody is calling you, uh, Hillary, please can you come to um, uh, is it Onui or Onuasata? There's a plumbing work that is, you know, what are you telling that person? In fact, when you see the call ringing, what are you saying? All the demons that wanted to miss my 50,000 naira this morning, all of you, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will not allow this. You see yourself, you will not even want to pay attention to that. Because there is money attached to it. When there is no money attached to it, I've been trying, no, but the thing is no green. But I will be trying, no. Tell you, say we should be waking up. The other day I tried to wake up, but the thing. Why are you saying all these things? Why? Because there's no money. Are you not an idol worshiper? Be honest. You have love money and place money above God. You are a worshiper of idol. Let the truth be said. In your heart, money and the things that will give you money are exalted above God and the true God. And the Bible says it is the flesh that is telling you a uh, quiet time or quiet time. Because can you go down? Can you go down? No, in our bagel, you'll be running around. Something is educating you from inside, and you are following that. You'll be struggling. That's the flesh. So you see yourself, the flesh is making you not to take your quiet time serious, and you are taking your job and business serious. Being an idol worshiper, the same flesh is working in you. And when you see people that are living in sin, flesh is producing sin in them, you will begin to say, Oh God, I'm not like these sinners. Are you getting me at all? This is the problem. You have no jurisdiction to judge and despise and look down on another person. Look at yourself. This publican, this tax collector, his eyes is not on others. His eyes was on him. He said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You committed a sin, you hid it. Because you know that if you open it up, you confess it, Something is telling you, ah, no, 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 no. You, they will look down on you. Some years ago, a young man came for a meeting. Because I had a vision about him in the night, I asked him, do you live in the sin of fornication? He said, no. Again, no. Again, no. I said, look at the dream I had about you last night. I saw where you committed fornication. It was when I now shared that dream that he now said, um, there is something like that. That's how you, the flesh will ask you to start the story. There is something like that. And then when you look at the detail, he has committed fornication three times with that lady. And yet he was denying that he has not committed fornication. Why is he denying? 
Why is he hiding it? Okay, the first time he committed fornication with the girl, he covered it. He said, he and the girl said, hey, oh, we are not supposed to do this. We have done bad. Uh, they agreed that they are, they are going to confess to God. They will not tell anybody. After a, a while, they came together again. They committed it the second time. And they said, hey, we have done bad. We are not going to tell anybody. After the, uh, that one, they committed the third time. Any sin that is covered must be repeated. Whether you like it, believe it or not. Any sin that is covered must be what? Repeated. Any sin that is covered must be repeated. Fornication is a process. What did I say fornication is? There are harlots and prostitutes. They are the ones that commit fornication you know, as a um, a bargain. How much will you give me? 5,000. And then, but for those of us who are saying I am not a harlot, even though you are the one saying that, anybody who is living in sexual immorality is called a harlot. The only thing is that there are two types of harlot, commercial harlot and non-commercial harlot. Commercial harlot are people that bargain before uh, uh, sex for money. Then non-commercial are people that they don't bargain. They just, uh, I don't know, uh, something happened. We started getting close. Have you heard that language before? We started what? Getting close, getting close. And then we now became very close. And one day the close will close up. And when you want to know what getting close is, you will see a brother chatting with a sister, in quotes. And he's saying, my love. And I wanted to sleep, but sleep left my eyes because I was thinking about you. You need to see the chat of some brothers and sisters. Just get their Instagram, Facebook, and um, WhatsApp. Tongue speaking. When you see them worship. I worship. But you are calling a woman that is not married to you my love sweetheart you know some of them are even calling names that those of us who are married are not even calling i don't know whether you notice something i don't know where they this jesus called is a generation adulterous generation adulterous evil generation and it's, it's in the air is everywhere He began to shout, and he began to get. A brother was, you know, before me for counseling, and he said that we just started shouting. Initially, we were just shouting, normal shouting. He's just a, a friend, so we are shouting. Sometimes we pray together. I will advise. I will give her verses to read, and then she will read. I will chat, and you know. But after a while, I I noticed that I am becoming emotional towards her. That's a, a, an English language we are speaking. You are committing the sin of lust now. Because you have decided not to follow the way of Christ. You have decided to follow the way of the world. And all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. 
pride of life. And these things are not from God. This is the flesh at work. Tonight, I feel that we should just take time to say, Oh God, I'm not thinking and looking at others. Because even as we are here now, as the message is going on, something is saying to you, Hey, if my brother is here and hear this kind of message, he will change you. Are you seeing what self is doing? Still. He, is not, he doesn't want you to think about yourself and see how you, you yourself should first of all, you know, be helped. You keep your eyes on others. But the public and the task collector, he said, Oh God. He looked at himself. He saw how sinful, how dirty, how careless, how, you know, forgetful, how unforgiving. He was praying and said, God, have mercy on me. If you don't have mercy on me, I know I'm going to hell. The other one is very bold. I am not like others. I am not like others. He has compared his eye with other people's eye. And he felt that he has a better eye than others. If any man wants to be my disciple, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Check inside. Check inside. I want us to conclude with a scripture. Luke chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. In the meantime, when they were together, gathered, Amen. In so much that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is what? Hypocrisy. Verse 2. Everybody read it together. Want to go? There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Neither hid that shall not be known. What's meaning of nothing? What's meaning of nothing? There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. There is nothing hidden shall not be made known. Every covered thing will be revealed. If you want to avoid being a hypocrite, don't cover anything. You see the word shame? Eh? Why is it that that person that... Please pay attention to the question. You remember the example I gave initially? Somebody whose parlor is neat. Eh? But the inside room that he believed that nobody is coming is scattered and uh, bad. Eh? Why is it that he kept the parlor neat? Why? So that shame will not what? 
when people come and say, ah, Ifele. What is Ifele in English? If the same person knows that the people that are coming to the parlor, after looking at the parlor, we march into the bedroom. Are you following me? If he knows that they will march into the bedroom, what do you think he will do when they are coming? Because he's, of, he's conscious of Ifele, he will also do what? Arrange inside. There is a principle here. That principle is that self is always conscious of people. Not conscious of God. Because if you see a cop and you look at a cop, if a cop is on this table now and you look at a cop, what you will see is what? Outside. When you want to see the inside, you have to look at the cop from top. Are you following me? So, and you know that God is where? Above. When God is looking at that cop, what is God seeing? If a cop is here now and you are looking at the cop on the ground, what are you seeing? The only thing you are seeing about that cop is what? The inside. You are not even seeing the outside, two of us. But when people that are at the same level with the cop are looking at the cop, what are they seeing? They are seeing the outside. So the outside of the cop is very clean. That is where men are looking at. When God looks at you, God doesn't look at those outward things that people are seeing. God is looking at your heart. God is looking at your inner life. God is looking at that thing you are doing within you. He's looking at that you are doing inside. So when God looks at you, He will see everything that you have done. That is covered in the eyes of men. And because you are not conscious of God, that's the problem. Self is not conscious of God. He's always conscious of people. Always conscious of people. What will people say? How will people see it? I don't want people to look at me like somehow. I will not even enter that side. I will just enter at the back. And something is advising you. Because of you are not looking at God. You are not con- and that's why people commit sin. People commit sin because they are saying, Well, open your neighbor. Is there anybody seeing us? Am I correct? If you are conscious of God, that God is looking from up and is seeing everything, seeing you, you will not you if you fear God, you will not go into sin. You are raising your hand. Okay? Hallelujah. So, as someone who have lived in sin, who have not, um, I have experienced, there was a time I was not born again. So, I know myself, how I always, whatever I do, I do it openly. And then at a time, I gave my life to Christ. I became born again. So, but it's as if it was that time that I began to experience secret sins. So, it's as if that one became too obvious to me then that I'm always, there are some things now I'm doing secretly. And those ones, 
I can say that they are always easily to, to be done at any time. They are always easily to be done because nobody is seeing you. So now, is there any danger? Is there any difference in their dangers? Is there any difference in the danger of those sin within, in the mind, and the one committed? The danger is the same because the worker is the same. Thank you for the question. Eh? Always look at the worker. The person that is producing sin A is the person that is producing what? Sin B. The person that is producing this one is the person that is producing this one. I don't want my pastor to hear this. What is it that you don't want the pastor to hear? You don't want the pastor to hear how you quarreled with your wife. So, you just... Because if the pastor hears it, it will be... Ifele self-consciousness you want to still be presented as a good man if anyone want to come after me let him what deny himself this is christianity this is the foundation of it this is the continuation of it this is the conclusion of it if self is at work in you in your life in your marriage in your christian devotion your devotional life. There are some things you have done and you don't want your disciple to know about it. There are some things that you know that you are supposed to tell your disciple about it before you do. A brother was before me for counseling. He said uh, that, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I'm sorry I disobeyed you. I said, but why will you have to disobey me? What is the disobedience? He began this kind of chat. Eh? Sometimes I wonder whether some people are born again. He started chatting with a girl. And they are chatting. 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 And as the chatting is going on, I told him, I asked him, do you want to, maybe why, do, why are you interested in the girl? Are you thinking about marrying the girl? He said, yes. I said, but even if you are to marry, to get married, that is not the way to get married. That is not the way. A believer is not an unbeliever. Believers has their way of life, the way of Christ's life. See, you must choose where to stand. Stop pretending. If you are not born again, you are unbeliever, you are living in sin, you, you don't want to follow Jesus, and you are following the way of the world, you know you are going to hell. The Bible is very clear. But if you want to follow Jesus, Jesus said you must deny yourself. The worker is the same. As long as the worker is the same flesh, the same self, the dangers are the same. Number one danger you will not enter into the kingdom. Number two, danger. You will not be useful in the hand of God. You may want God to use you, but God will not use you. Because the person in you is supposed to be Christ, but it is self. 
I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. That is the testimony of those that are being used by God. No longer I, but Christ lives in me. And you see, sometimes, you see someone say, eh, I don't understand what people are doing, brothers are doing. Eh, this person say is a disciple. Look at what he's doing. Eh, in fact, I noticed that all everybody is a hypocrite. All pastors are going to hell. This guy, he's still self that is controlling you. Why are you interested in another person? You yourself. Do what? Get it right yourself. Stop getting troubled about others. Get it right yourself. Stop saying, uh, uh, this uh, pastor, this uh, Pentecostal pastor, this reverend, this reverend father, this one, that one. What of you? In fact, now, okay, where is this? What about you? When you hear those people that are complaining about what pastors or people are doing, are they, are they also getting it right? Self, we don't want to look at always remember that the eyes is always looking at what? Others. It will take a deliberate effort, an intentional effort to remove your eyes from others and do what? And look at yourself. You make an effort. Your, your neck will be, you know, and you are trying to shake. You know, you shake this other side. You go to the mirror. You are looking at yourself. It's an intentional, deliberate effort. When you want to look at people, are you stressing yourself? Are you stressing your neck? Ah, this Ah, this Ah, You are not. There's no stress. See yourself looking at people, judging them. You know. But for you to look at yourself, you have to. Your neck will come down. I wish that tonight you will look at yourself and forget about others. And see your late coming, your inconsistency in your quiet time, your lust, those inner things that nobody knows about you. And say to God, I need mercy. The man said, be merciful to me. A what? Rise on your feet and pray. Rise on your feet and pray. Living as Jesus lived. Living as Jesus lived. The Pharisee, a hypocrite, is covering himself, is covering the sin he committed. You hugged a lady. And you know that that's, that is lost. And something is telling you, well, I have not committed fornication. It's just simple hug. We only kissed. We didn't do the main thing. That is self tra- trying to tell you that you are righteous. More righteous than those who commit fornication. Because you, only, you are only doing kissing. Those who do such things shall not have inheritance in the kingdom of God. Are you conscious that God is looking from heaven? 
Men are looking at you and they are seeing the outward. Somebody is looking at you and the only thing he's seeing about you is the inward. Be merciful to me a sinner because his eyes was on himself. Can you look at yourself tonight and see that you are an idolater? In There are many other idols. We don't talk about them today. But when it comes to money, you give more time and attention than God. Because there is no money attached to your spiritual life, devotion. You, you, are, you are playing with it. You are unserious about it. If any man want to come after me, let him deny himself. You wake up in the morning, you will not worship God. You will not read Bible. You rush, rush out. You don't feel like because there is no 5,000 that you will get by reading Bible. You don't know it's self that is making you to behave like that. Self is producing that idolatrous attitude in you. Ask God to help you. Be merciful to me, Lord, a sinner. That I will not be judging others. I will not be judging others. When I have a problem in my own life, I don't even see every part of me. Even the back part of me, I, I can't see. But I see everything about others. That's why I am very determined in judging them. Lord, from today, deliver me from judging others. Despising others. Looking down on others. Thank you, Lord. Leka zanto la bashanda, yanda la bashante leke zente, malanto andele kuzanto la bashanda, malente lente leka zanto la bashanda, lanto kanda la basonto lante leke zente lekusha, lanta la basonto andala basanto alika zanda la bashanda. Whatever, everything that is covered shall be opened. There is nothing covered that shall not be unveiled. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Many of us are not praying well. The Lord is asking me to pray for some kind of persons. Please, if you know, you will fall into this category of persons. Just come to the altar. I will pray for you.
You are a young man. You are a young man or a young lady. And you know that you are into a relationship that is ungodly, that is leading you to lust, to sin. There is a girl in your life. There is a man in your life. And you know that both of you are getting close or you are close and you are already living in loss. If you are in that category of people, can you come forward? And if you also feel I need to come to the altar and cry like that task collector, come forward too. I want to be distinguished. This call has to be distinguished. If you are coming to the altar to cry to God, come forward. If you know you are the people that have um, the specific people that has, please, others, close your eyes and keep praying. If you are not in this category, if you feel like, I don't want to come forward, no problem. But if you have a relationship currently, maybe not yet too close, but it is an ungodly one. Come forward. You have to break that relationship. want to come and, and cry, come. If you are in a relationship that is leading you to sin, come. Others, close your eyes and keep praying for yourself. Those of you that are in the relationship side, raise up your, your hand. If you came out and you are in a relationship that is not, you know, godly is leading you to sin. You know it. Lost is there. Raise your hand. I want to pray for you. As you raise your hand, just tell God this relationship, I'm breaking it. If you are in this category and you didn't come out or you are not raising your hand, it is the same self that is, that is at work. He's telling you, don't raise your hand. Though. Don't come out so that they will not see you. But you know that God knows you. You know that God knows what you are doing. You are conscious of people. You are conscious of, I don't want people to know that I am in a relationship, I am chatting a girl, I am chatting a man. But God knows. You don't want to be delivered yet. Raise your hand if you are in that number. And if you are not out here, come out here and join us so that you can be free today. There is a girl in your life. You know, one day... I made out a call and one young man did not come out. Later he came for counseling. I said, why didn't you come out? He said, I didn't come out because I'm one of the leaders of the fellowship. I don't want people to see me that I'm not serious if I come out. Self will ask you to hide your sin. Those of you that raise your hand, just say to God, this relationship, I am cutting it off today. This girl is living my life today. This man is living my life today. And when you live here, the moment you leave this altar, ensure that you cut it off so that you can be free. Jesus said, if your hand will cause you to sin, cut it off. Father, tonight, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. 
Jesus be number one in my life. Those of you that are on the altar kneeling down, everybody stand up. I want to pray for all of you now. Lift up your hands. Father, let your mercy, like the task collector, went home receiving your mercy. Maybe some other person that did not come to the altar is saying, I'm not like these sinners that are going to the altar call. I am better than them. But they themselves, like the task collector, they are here. They are saying, Lord, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. Help me. I, want to I don't want to go to hell. I pray that your mercy, your sanctification mercy, will come to them today. Set them free. Set them free. Set them free. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Everybody, stand up as I pray for everybody. Just be here. I want to conclude this. I want you to pray one prayer before I conclude this meeting. Just ask God to deliver you from self, self-life. That you will not go to hell. You, you will speak in tongues, preach, teach people, go for seminar presentation, go for preaching, but you are still being controlled by the flesh. Ask God to deliver you from the cunningness of self. There are things you are doing that you will not like. Father, tonight this word will not bring condemnation to us. It will not bring condemnation to us. In the name of Jesus Christ. We trust you for salvation. It will bring salvation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels. <laughs>